0: I'm sure.
1: There's something I'll say. There's something kind of yee about a kid that's never played baseball. <laughs> we have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, and flat out deceived. Why did you get so drunk? You got drunk. <laughs> I'm just really
2: exhausted.
1: What's in that cup? I'm a coax Do you have any idea how important you are? Do save idea? the popsicle? Really, this is, this is what you're doing?
0: Chief, what do you want to do tonight?
1: same
3: thing we do every night. Try to take over the world.
1: 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Armchair. YouTube Live. Radio Station. The radio station you can call your own. Listeners like about our station.
0: I like everything. It's always on my
2: radio. We never stop the music except for now when I talk. Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. We're here live weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern, WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. And simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Your first choice. For Southern sports. Good afternoon. I'm Mac McGee, and I don't know much, but I know one thing. Braves Red Sox tomorrow, 105 Eastern, and we'll have the call right here on the key in Braves Country HD. TGI Friday, y'all. Let's get it going. Community Access Channel. He's the armchair quarterback. He's full of beer and he's full of snacks. Hey, honey, hi, and how the hell are you? Welcome to Braves Country, Braves Country HD, wherever you stream, and Braves Country on 99.1 FM, The Key, where you go live 3 to 5, Monday through Friday here, and tomorrow begins our broadcast season where we will be doing live on our YouTube and as well here on 99.1 FM, The Key, Braves country baseball. We give you a fan's take on what's going on in the Braves country baseball play-by-play pitch-by-pitch radio style. So we hope that you enjoy it. If you have not been a part of the Braves country family before, this is our third season. Our second full season, we started towards the end of 2021 and got a pretty good response from Is the short of it and we continued to do it last year and now we are expanding we just released the schedule for the entire season this afternoon and you can find that we've pinned it to our our twitter page brave's country hd we've also pinned it to our facebook page Braves Country HD. So I won't rattle it off because it's a lot of games. It's four a week, essentially, is what we have going on. I think some of them there actually might be more. And then there's a couple that aren't as many for things like the All-Star Break and what have you. But our first game is tomorrow, 105 Eastern, and we are looking forward to it. Braves Red Sox will have the first pitch here. There's still some debate on what's on who's going to play tomorrow. So we'll wait to address that tomorrow. Today is just excited that it's back and hey there's actually a baseball game going on right now in major league baseball ish it's half of major league baseball so it's the Boston Red Sox and I think it's Northern University I th- or it might be Northeastern University I've been watching a little bit of it on uh Nesson as the as the game has been it's being played down in Florida in the Boston Red Sox facility. It just says N U on the scoreboard and they don't have it on the actual scoreboard on the MLB scoreboard for the, for, for ESPN and whatnot, because they only put games on that are between actual MLB teams. So this is the Boston Red Sox versus a college baseball team. I'm going to get it figured out here in a second, but I just turned it on. I knew of the other two games that are starting right away. Here, I believe I actually think that's Northeastern University, but let me double check on this. Um, the there's there's two games on around three o'clock. I think three o five and three ten are your first pitch. The Rangers are playing the Royals that just started. I don't believe any of this is on actual TV, and the Seattle versus San Diego game is about to start, and I, I can see it through through the package that I have, but it's not on, on regular TV. The game tomorrow is is not on regular TV. The Braves themselves are only televising a few games spring training, and so we're going to bring to you live play-by-play all the action Tomorrow, one o five Eastern. Looking forward to, and there's so many storylines, not just for the Braves, but for Major League Baseball. Obviously, one of the first ones that's going to jump out at anyone who's not a Braves fan is where does Shohei Otani end up by the end of the year? Because unless the Angels re-sign him, and unless the Angels are in the playoff hunt in late July which I would be shocked if they were. And I actually tend to pull for the angels to a degree. Cause I would like to see Shohei Otani. I would like to see Mike Trout in the playoffs in the American league, but it never seems like that. They have a team. It always seems that their offense isn't there and that their excuse me, their pitching isn't there and that their offense is very top heavy. They spent so much money bringing in Anthony Rendon, and he has just not lived up to, to the billing since he came over from the championship nationals after 2019, some of its injury, some of it was just poor play. And then of course they had to lock up Mike Trout. They couldn't let him go. But when you, when you give one player, what was it? 468 million, whatever the ridiculous number was, you kind of paint yourself into a corner. When Rondone got a contract well over 300 million as well. And so, what is Otani? I've been saying this from the There's no way Otani settles for less than five hundred million. And it's funny when you when you catch some of these shows, some some of these national shows, and you realize how big of baseball fans they are not. I was catching that show out in New York a couple of days ago, and they were all, "Hey, let's get him here to New York. He's going to be a Met. He's going to be a bet. And their consensus was. I think they were saying seven years, three hundred fifty million was going to get him to the New York Mets. There's no way. There's no way this guy. This there's no way that he signs for less than five hundred million. And I don't think that that's going to be the number. I really truly believe because of the way the the contracts have gone up, and you you just go off the ones that you saw this year the production that Shohei Otani gives you day in and day out, you can make the argument that bare minimum, because a a frontline starter bare minimum is getting 30 plus million a year and a star hitter, which he is both is getting at least 30 million a year. So if you do the math, 60 million to a year to me is the floor. And I think he's worth every bit of 75. If the rest of the guys are making what they're making, you can make the argument that 75 million is what the number could be and I say run that number up, baby. Run it up as high as you can. Because if you have to pay Sho- Shohei Otani 60, 65, 70 million a year to one guy. And I'm not saying that he won't be a met. I would just have been I I'm of the school that he's going to stay in the West coast, but even if he becomes a met a Yankee, heck who knows? Maybe the Boston Red Sox have been saving their pennies for something like this. Right? I mean, all of your big boys are going to be in on this sweepstakes. There is no way I want to see him sign for less than 60 and 10. So 600 million to me is the floor. I've thought more and more about this the last few weeks. 600 million is the absolute floor. And hey, let's run it up to 75. Let's convince everybody's worth a hundred million a year. Cuz all it's going to do is hurt. All it's going to do is hurt the Braves opponents. Cuz Atlanta's not getting in it no matter what the what the Braves fans are going to try to tell you and there are going to be a bunch of knuckleheads out there in the Twitterverse and the Facebook Land, whatever they call that, and all the others, they're gonna sit there and pound the table and say, "We are gonna get Shohei Otari, and it's gonna be on, and let's go, and it's worth it, and it's it's never gonna happen." If we're not gonna give Freddie Freeman two hundred million, if we're not gonna give Dansby Swanson. We we weren't even willing to give him 150 million. We weren't willing to give Freddie Freeman 165, million, 160, 170 million. There is no way on God's green earth the Atlanta Braves are gonna back the truck up for one player at 50 to 60 bare minimum a year. It's just it's never gonna happen. And he's gonna get 10 years. He's he's gonna be, I believe he's 29. He's either 29 or about to be 29. So anyway you look at it, he'll be just below 40 at the end of a 10-year deal. Why would he sign for anything less? He's probably going to ask for a 13-14 million a 13 or 14 year deal. I mean, negotiations are probably going to start with a 15-year deal, right? And then they'll have to whittle him down to 12. And negotiations will start with, we want 75 a year and they'll have to whittle them down to 60 to 65. The only thing that I can say for whatever team signs, whether it's the Dodgers, maybe the angels, but highly doubtful, whether it's the Dodgers, I could see San Francisco being involved in this very easily. I could see Seattle because Seattle's starting to really start to spend. You could also possibly see a team who doesn't have a a big dollar ticket item. And though I don't think they have much of a chance of signing him, you could see someone like Arizona get involved in this. I don't put the Cubs or the White Sox out of it. Probably Texas will be involved, but I mean, how many of these huge deals can they absorb and still be competitive across the board? You'll hear the Yankees, you'll hear the Red Sox, you'll hear the Mets, but whoever signs them, if I'm going to give you that much money, I'm not giving you that out and that out that they, that all these guys end up with Machado's already said he, he's going to exercise free agency at the end of this year. So he signed a 10 year deal in 2019. He will have finished five seasons at, at the end of this season. And he's going to be able to opt out. And of course they do. That's because they, they want to see what the, where the market is. But if I'm a team putting in a boat ton of money, if there's going to be an opt out, it's going to be mutual because there is no way i'm going to pony up we'll just say we'll even lowball it and say it's 12 years there's just there's no way that it's not 600 million but we'll say 12 years 700 750 there's no way I'm committing that to you, and you have all the power. If I'm offering you three quarters of a billion dollars to play baseball, to play a kid's game when you all when you look at it, I'm not giving you all the power. If I give you an opt-out, then I want an opt-out. You blow your knee out and you aren't worth diddly squat after year three, then by God, give me an opt-out. So whoever signs this deal, I would just say to the ownership and obviously the general managers are involved, don't give the player all the money. I mean, all the power, excuse me. You're going to have to give them all the money. You can't give them all the power. By the way, Kansas City, Royals lead the Texas Rangers, our first scoreboard update of 2023. Rangers trailed the Royals. It is two to nothing. That game just ended in the first. Looks like Vinny Pascantino hit a home run to right field with Bobby Witt on. Bobby Witt got on via the walk. And there you have your first runs of the spring. Two runs shot by the Kansas city Royals and major league baseball is underway for you. Red Sox fans out there. If you're wanting to know what has happened so far with the, with the red Sox, we'll hit that up real quick. The scoring, by the way, it is Northeastern university. I was right on the second, after I thought about it, um, real quick on this RBIs by Devers, RBIs by, by the newcomer Yoshida. Casas and two RBIs by Valdez doesn't appear any of them were home run. It looks like there was a double by Duran. So there you go. All right, we're going to take a quick break after that first scoreboard of the season. When we come back, Bobby's gonna is back from vacation and he's going to tell us how the Arizona Cardinals are going to fare under this new leadership. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD. Wherever you may stream. This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 105 PM Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play by play, pitch by pitch, inning by inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 105 Eastern on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country.
1: Work is work. You don't show up late, you don't make excuses, and you don't not work. If it wasn't work, they wouldn't call it work. they call it super wonderful crazy fun time. Or skippity-doo.
0: It all starts with just one thing get to know your local beekeeper you can make sure they don't use chemicals in the hive that they only sell surplus honey plus locally produced honeys have a smaller carbon footprint find tips and more at one thing what's your one thing
2: the armchair quarterbacks are covering america's pastime from spring training all the way to the fall classic five two dodgers
1: in the ninth got him they've done it like the 1969 Mets, it's the impossible dream revisited. And Myers bringing it. And the pitch is hit in the air. Foul, off first. Benzinger backing and calling. And the 1990 World Championship belongs to the Cincinnati Reds. The Twins are going to win the World Series. The Twins have won it. It's a base hit. It's a one-nothing Inning victory. off field way back. Blue Jays win it. The Blue Jays are World Series champions. As Joe Carter hits a three-run home run in the ninth inning, and the Blue Jays have repeated as World Series champions. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Armchair. Hey sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of the Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM.
2: Welcome back to Braves Country. Mack McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. Welcome back, Bobby. Your dreams are your ticket out. Do you know that reference, Bobby? I seriously doubt you do.
3: I don't, unfortunately.
2: Uh, Do you ever get a chance to watch the great Welcome Back, Cotter? It's a great sitcom from the 70s where one John Travolta got his start, amongst others. Uh, I I would highly suggest it. It's actually perfect for for your uh, age group. What are you, 21,
3: 22?
2: I'm 20. Oh, I thought you already turned 21.
3: No, no. I turned 20 in January.
2: So that's why you've been showing up on time. Once you turn, there's a six-month, so be a six-month,
3: we're going to be like, where's Bobby? How was VK? It was awesome, man. I went to Colorado. I had a great time. Uh, I skied. I learned how to ski. Uh, I crashed a few times, but I think I got the hang of it now.
2: I have never, uh, snow skied and I can safely say by now that I will never snow ski, uh, <laughs> water skied down down here being a, a Southern kid, but I, I've mm-hmm. never snow skied. It's never even appealed to me only because you have to do it in snow.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know,
2: if I didn't have to go into snow to do it, you could talk me into snow skiing. <laughs> well,
3: because I'll tell I you know, what, actually, it's a lot easier to do than water ski. I've never been able to do the water skis without oh, the water skis to keep the two together
2: terribly difficult yeah and it is not something i would attempt now but i i, I did when i was <laughs> younger it was uh, one of those things it is not like riding a bike it's oh once you get it you got no, 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 no. No. once you get it you're probably gonna go out there the next season and, and spit the bit and smash your face against the i i ended up having um a really bad accident one year i, I got very fortunate it wasn't worse than what it was but i spit the bit and, and hit the bank And Mm -hmm. probably, I don't know, two feet from this uh, bicycle that was sitting up on the bank. And if I would have hit that thing, man, I don't even know if I'd be here or if I was talking to you out of a straw. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So while you were away, the Arizona Cardinals made their outstanding hire that I know you were very excited about. What say you on the direction of your Redbirds?
3: I don't want to get my hopes too high until we see what they look like on the field with our quarterback back and healthy. Um, but from what I've heard from him in the press conferences and interviews and stuff, he seems like a good coach right now. Um, I know it's easy to get caught up in you know getting your hopes up when you hire a new coach. Um, I had hopes when we had Kingsbury, and look at me now. Um, so I'm not going to you know expect you know, him to be the best coach ever. Um, I would have rather had Sean Payton. I made that clear. There was other coaches I would have rather had too, but uh, I'm going to give Gannon a chance and I like the staff he's built.
2: I would rather have rich Gannon on my staff. <laughs> than John Gannon. That's, that's my take on it. his goofy interaction. The first day, I think I sent it to you. Mm-hmm. That ranks up there with me. The only one that I think is worse was if you recall the, the the opening press conference adam Gase had with the jets Mm. his eyes were all over the place and everyone's like what in the world's wrong with this guy and look he may be a good coach but that was a Mm -hmm. really strange interaction and if that's his personality and he's not like pulling anyone's leg Mm -hmm. i i just i I guess my biggest question is how did that play in an interview but they tell you that eric b gives terrible interviews I no Eric enemy in the press conference with Washington, he doesn't have this off putting personality that everyone has been claiming.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When he seemed very, uh, he seemed very level-headed. I know he was talking about some of the comments LaShawn McCoy made and he pretty much paid him no mind. He said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Um, yeah, I don't know what BNM has to do to be a coach, but I guess he's trying something new with Washington.
2: I don't know. I will say this, it's a strange route to go. We were talking about this earlier in the week, and the short of it on my take on that is you're going to leave the best quarterback in football. Mm -hmm. You're going to leave arguably one of top two or three coaches in the game at this point, assuming he's not going to step down. Mm
3: -hmm.
2: And you're going to do this to go to a dumpster fire of a franchise who can't even decide what their name is from year to year. Huge question at the quarterback position, but not Absolutely. even that. You're going to go in there against the Eagles, the Cowboys, and I just assume Dayball is going to continue to improve New York, whether they keep Daniel Jones or not.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, my question for Enemy is why go in and be the offensive coordinator for Washington, who has a chance to fire their head coach next year? Rivera is already on the hot seat as is. If he has a bad year next year, Rivera might be gone. And that means he'll probably be on the way out too.
2: Do you, okay, so playing devil's advocate, is there a scenario in his head, and maybe it was a part of the conversation,
3: mm-hmm.
2: that he would have the opportunity to interview for the head coaching position no matter what happens this year. And so he has a chance to impress with, with inside the doors. I know his other thing would be is that if he can turn Washington's offense around let's say Washington has a great year and I mean a great year for Washington to be would just have the offense good enough to make the playoffs
3: right oh yeah yeah just a wild card exit would be exceeding expectations for them
2: so could there be a possibility of him getting a chance elsewhere the other thing that you wonder about is or I do there was rumors coming out of the Super Bowl or leading up to Super Bowl weekend, that Andy Reid could be stepping down, that he could be Mm -hmm. retiring. Now, those rumors obviously were absolute garbage. They were just clickbait because I didn't eat one iota of it afterwards, right? It was just nothing. Mm -hmm. Let's say Andy Reid is towards the end. Let's say he does have – I want to give this one last college try this year and then steps down. I don't see unless there's something going on inside the doors of Kansas City we don't know about why he couldn't return as as the head coach of like uh, kansas city
3: yeah i, I think spagnola would have a good shot of it, of it um he's done a good job with that kansas city defense so i think maybe he would get a look for the head coaching spot um if reed were to retire but yeah if he waited that out i'm sure he'd be right at the top of the list of interviews they'd have for head coach
2: i was waiting for like two days after he went to washington for andy Reid to announce well by the way i'm retiring
1: <laughs> you what <laughs>
2: Um, uh, other quarterback, merry-go-round stuff. Aaron Rodgers came out of his cavern or wherever he's in his, his box. His uh,
3: darkness retreat is over.
2: Yeah. Derek Carr is doing his whirlwind tour. Lamar Jackson. I don't know how long this is going to go on, but he, he, he's not taking a snap for the Baltimore Ravens ever again. I don't think, I think he's getting no. traded and however they, 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 Ideally, for Baltimore, you trade him before
3: the draft, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you try and get a pick in this year's draft maybe try and get a quarterback this year. Or you can you know look ahead towards next year with, with a big accumulation of picks that you can get for Lamar. But yeah, I think he's done in Baltimore. I think they had their chance to get a deal done last offseason. It didn't happen. Um, and now he's won more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson got. And frankly, I don't see the Ravens giving him that. I saw a report where they were a hundred million or more apart in their negotiation. Yeah. And that, they're just not going to be the number.
2: Yeah. Well, well, the thing is with them is that Jackson wants the same deal as Deshaun Watson. And the thing about Deshaun Watson, his deal is, is not normal for the NFL. Deshaun Watson had the Browns over the barrel. Cause the Browns are not of a good franchise and they do everything utterly backwards. And they did this backwards and they basically just caused an issue. But I guarantee you there is a closed door behind closed doors agreement with the other, was it 31 owners Mm -hmm. that are probably saying no more of that nonsense. The Browns are idiots, but no more of that nonsense because you keep doing that and you're going to cripple franchises down the road because if you guarantee all this money, we'll take your Cardinals for example. Murray got all this guaranteed money, he he's not gonna live up to that money. Eventually, they're gonna to have to make a decision whether or not they're gonna keep him, trade him, which is probably gonna be difficult, or just cut bait, right? Well, the difference with Kyler is he only had about half of his deal guaranteed. guaranteed, right? What? I said it would have been much worse if it was two hundred and forty five guaranteed
3: was but Kyler only had just over half of I think of his deal guaranteed. So he's he doesn't put right. us in as much of a bind if we were to try and move him or, or something like that. But with Lamar or Watson or for example, if you give them fully guaranteed money, number one, if they suck, then you have no chance of trading them. You're stuck with them right. until that contract's up and they take up so much of the cap space that you're in you're in a bind and that team's not going to be very good.
2: And if I'm gonna give you fully guaranteed, it's gonna be a very short
3: deal. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be so, one or two years.
2: Right, exactly. So like for instance, that's what the uh what the franchise tag is.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's it's a guaranteed deal, but it's only one year. Yeah. He's wanting 5 years at least 240 to 245.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But this is what happens when you're your own agent.
3: Yeah. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. What the Ravens should tell Lamar is I know Watson got all the guaranteed money, but look how it's looking out for them. I mean, it didn't. It's not playing well so far. I know you know Watson hasn't played a whole lot of games in Cleveland, but look, if that's <laughs> you can't do that. This is where the ego
2: gets involved because because his rebuttal is going to be, but I'm an MVP. He's not even mm-hmm. an MVP. I'm an mm-hmm. MVP. I've never gotten in trouble with with all the uh, the masseuses and the you know all that nonsense. Mm-hmm and all that's true, but then if you're Baltimore, you're coming back on. you haven't finished the season the last – you haven't finished the season since the pandemic.
3: Yeah. Yeah, he can't seem to stay consistently healthy to end the season and all of that, not to discredit his MVP. It was a fantastic year, but that was in 2019. It's now 2023. We're talking about a whole new year, uh, four new years after that, you can't really use that argument too much. If he played like that last year, you could make a case for getting all that guaranteed money. But right now, he's just not worth that much.
2: I don't think he's uh, going to get anything close to that. But, no. but there are franchises that could be desperate enough to guarantee him something goofy like 200 right? Mm-hmm. And what, look, you, you weren't here for this, so I'll, I'll, I'll share it for you. Heck, I'll be sharing this till until it doesn't happen. Um, my idea is this this fixes three franchise and well fell swoop, and none of it's crazy. It's all doable, and it's and it's and no one gives up a lot, and they all get something. Okay. Yeah. Lamar Jackson comes to Atlanta. Justin Field goes to Baltimore, and the Bears get both of their first round picks. And they And they keep their number one pick and they can pick whatever quarterback they think is the best in this draft. And then, you, then you've got, I think it's the 18th and the 23rd overall. You get a first round pick this year or the, or the top quarterback, whoever you believe it is, because there's so much talk about whether or not they believe in Justin Fields. Thing is, Justin Fields would be perfect in Baltimore's offense.
3: You don't have to change anything. He, he could run the same offense. Problem with that Baltimore offense is they did move on from Greg Roman. So it'll be different than what we saw in years past. But the, the foundation make that move. If that move is
2: there and it and look, if I'm horrible, I I would do it. Because you you don't just have to change your and look, I get it, they brought Munkin in and whatever. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to just change your offensive philosophy. They've got to change their whole roster. They've got a bunch of receivers that have skill at hands and are much better blockers than they are. Actual playmakers, mm-hmm. you would get a younger version and honestly more athletic version of Justin Fields.
3: I, I, my problem is, I don't believe in Justin Fields as much as many other teams do or many other people do. Um, I, I think he's a terrible passer with all due respect. But more so Mark Jackson. He is. I, awful. Think, I think Fields is worse. He's I think so bad is much worse in
2: Hollywood Brown, his best friend, asked for a trade. His best, play with. his best he said, I got to leave. In fact, I, I hate it here so bad, I want to go play with Kyler Murray. That's how bad I think it is.
3: Hollywood had one of his best years or one of his best stretches, at least, with us. So it's worked out at least a little bit for him. Um, but, but, yeah, look, I, Fields and Lamar are both not great passers. That's pretty clear. Um, it's not a slight towards them. I feel, still think they're good quarterbacks. Just passing isn't their strong suit but I don't think Fields is worth Lamar and a first-round pick. I think maybe you could convince the Ravens to do that if they're just giving up Lamar. But if they have to give up Lamar and a first, I I, did, I don't see how they no, win no, that no, trade No, 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 no. Lamar
2: goes to Atlanta. Yeah. Fields goes to Baltimore. Yeah. The number one picks go to Chicago. Mm-hmm. So you are getting, if you're Chicago, you're getting just – First of all, you, you get to restart the clock with whatever quarterback. You're getting two number one picks. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got the number one pick overall, so you can get you can fix your quarterback there. Atlanta's only giving up a number one. Atlanta's actually giving up the most because they're giving up a number one and they're gonna have to give up all that money.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Baltimore is just giving up basically swapping out fields for uh, for oh, what is this uh Lamar. Yeah, for for Jackson. And maybe there's something else that's thrown in there on the back end where Baltimore also gets another pick somewhere.
3: Okay. It's, I,
2: it's not gonna be a first rounder.
3: I thought it's, you said the, the Ravens would be getting up there
2: first. You're, too. you're getting to you because the thing is you can't trade Balt you can't trade Jackson to Chicago. That doesn't work. You get to fix and your that. quarterback situation. You get to save a boat ton of money doing
3: it. So, anyway, I'm I'm confused here. Did the Ravens give up their first two, or no, they don't?
2: They give up – The Ravens give up one pick. Falcons give up their one pick. They both go to Chicago.
3: No, no, you can't do that if you the Ravens. No. Why? You you're getting Fields. You're downgrading a quarterback, and you're giving your first round pick up. You can't do that. You're That's not downgrading. It's, it's yes, it's a you lot are of movement. Field? no, it's not lateral. Fields is much worse than Lamar. I look no I don't want to I don't want to rag on Fields too much. I'm not a believer at all, though. I think he's a horrible passer. I think he sucks. I think he's good at he's running. He's a phenomenal
2: long. runner. He's exactly I mean, he's an awful passer. Like Lamar Jackson, except he's a better runner. Lamar Jackson's a little better passer, but it's minuscule.
3: But the thing is, I value passing more than running, obviously. Um and the difference between Lamar's passing and, and Fields passing is too great for that not to be a downgrade. I don't think Fields is a good enough passer to be a top quarterback in this league like Lamar was at one point.
2: I'll put it to you this way. If the, if the move happens, all three all three teams have a better quarterback situation than Arizona.
3: No. Oh, come on. If you say Fields is better than Kyler, you he's absolutely
2: better than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is I one of
3: the... On the, the Kyler, Murray, I Kyler Murray can't read
2: a defense. Kyler,
3: Kyler Murray is 5'2". Oh, Bryce Young, though, so don't go, don't go singing your praises about Bryce Young this draft when it Bryce comes Young's up.
2: Young's a much better passer. I'll
3: give him. He's, he's yeah, he's a better passer. I'll give him. That. Honestly, but, I'm
2: more, I'm more in the in the in the school now that I think I would draft Stroud over Young. Fair enough. Unless if my coach, my coordinator, were convinced that they could work with Young, the fact that he is a better passer. Mm-hmm. But physically, he's a little limited compared to Stroud. Then I can be talked into it if I am the general manager. But if you are just asking me across the board, not, not not taking any of the any of the uh, rosters or whoever my coaches and coordinators are into consideration, I am leaning more towards Stroud than I am towards Young. That and that developed for me over towards the back half of the season, where Stroud was. I mean, he was absolutely phenomenally in in the game against Georgia.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, str- I think both of those two are great. But back to the Kyler and Fields thing, Fields <laughs> doesn't even come close to Kyler through the air. Fields, Fields, a- fields, fields rushed for over a thousand yards. Okay, I, he is a he is a little bit of a better rusher than Kyler Murray. Fact, love- you know Let me, you know what? Let me give it to you. He's a much better rusher than Kyler Murray, much. but he is nowhere near the passer that Kyler Murray is. It's not even close. Fields is a is, terrible passer. The pastor, jury bottom still, of the barrel. The jury still out with me
2: on on Fields on whether or not he can. I think he can at least get to where Kyler Murray is as, as a throwing quarterback. And he's yeah, already leaps and bounds better as a running quarterback. Because the thing is, Kyler Murray can't even freaking he can't breathe on him or he snaps his freaking fibula. So Fields is a bull.
3: Look, don't speak too soon. We're only two years in the Fields' career. He can still become, you know, I, I don't want to wish it on him, but he could become injury prone. There's a possibility of that with how much he runs the ball.
2: Well, first of all, I, I think whoever got him would be a little smarter with the way they set it up. Chicago was out there just going, I don't know, just just go, just go, and he was getting banged up. If you if you're designing plays and you're teaching him how to get down, I I guarantee he's gonna be more durable than
3: a Jackson because he he's just a bigger kid. He is, and and Lamar's already established that he can't. One thing really I will say, healthy throughout the season.
2: That I will agree with one thing with you. Let's say that that move is made. Maybe Baltimore gets some compensation elsewhere. Maybe they get not just Fields, but maybe they get a second or third round pick in there, right? It's you're still getting to reset yourself with the quarterback. And if you think that he's may not be the answer at the end of the year, there's a much better quarterback class coming next year. So that's fair. That's fair. I'm just saying, the, the situation is so bad in Baltimore right now. Mm-hmm. He's a liability. If you can get Justin Fields, at, let me put it this way: it's either Justin Fields, or you are going to with Tyler Huntley? I know he's a pro bowler, but you
3: are going to with Tyler Huntley at your quarterback. Hey man, if they want to shoot for Caleb Williams next year, then maybe Tyler Huntley is the way to go.
2: Or they can make the, or, or maybe they can make a a, a trade to get back uh, what is his name? Uh, the Penn State kid that plays that plays backup for Arizona now. No, Trace McSorley.
3: Trace McSorley.
2: Oh my! Back. But I'm telling you, Fields at least, at least, at least, if you get Fields, the number one name in this game is money. You, you can sell jerseys. You can sell. You can sell. Uh, you know, box seats. You can sell season tickets. You're not selling nothing with Tyler Hunt. Ooh, here we go, Tyler Huntley, and the and the Baltimore sports fans goes well. I, I guess I, I guess I'm going all in on the. Uh, on the Orioles, because I can't load my money up to the Nationals, and I darn sure ain't going to do it with the Washington Wizards. And Lord <laughs> only knows what's going to happen in Wa- for the Washington football team or whatever they're going to call next year. All right, let's take a real quick break. We'll reset. We come back. College basketball in the XFL. Bobby returns, and his football teams in shambles, and so is the XFL. we back in a flash.
1: I'm bad at sex. There's a lot of thrashing and thumping, but nothing really is done. I'm like a broken dishwasher. Armchair Quarterback Radio. We cover the world of
2: baseball from start to finish.
1: Bayerga is 0 for 3. Left center field. Grissom on the run. The team of the 90s has its world championship. A liner off Maggie's glove into center field. The Florida Marlins have won the World Series. Groceus fittingly with a throw, and the Yankees have done it again. Number
2: 24. They are the world champions of baseball in 1998.
1: Chance of a lifetime for Luis Gonzalez. Two two. Bottom of the ninth. Game seven of the World Series. Bases loaded. Yes, right yes, field, the Knights, a world champion. Red
2: Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions in the year to left. Well, hit that is Craig. What a
1: team! What a ride! The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. Armchair. <laughs>
2: This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 105 p.m. Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, inning-by-inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 105 Eastern, on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country.
1: If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential, to be the best that you can be i don't care what the scoreboard says at the end of the game in my book we're going to be winners okay
2: Not have MLB network anymore, Bobby. Huh. Because YouTube TV took it off or whatever. There's big news. anyways. I haven't decided where I'm gonna go. But I've got the MLB.tv on and I was watching Boston versus Red Sox versus New England, uh sorry, Northeastern University. I think that game must have came to an end. Because now I look over, yeah, it was five to three it was the final. It looks like they only played seven innings um so i look over i thought it was just a clip or something kept waiting for it to change an mlb network is i was streaming here and it looks like it's the andre dawson classic is is uh on and i can't even find a scoreboard for this but it's playing i think southern university is playing they just went to break so i'll have to figure that out in a minute but anyways that's good news because if I don't have to change anything, then fine. If I find find a way to pirate my way into MLB.tv, <laughs> I mean into MLB network. That's the biggest problem that, that I have with not having MLB network is or what what YouTube TV did was when you don't have it going into the season, it's not so much the games because you can get most of the games. You know, you usually get all the games. It's it's the shows. And if, if you're a baseball fan, trying to keep up with Major League Baseball via ESPN is literally like trying to keep up with with the WNBA and only tuning in to my show every day. Like, you're never going to hear anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Ever. You're going to be like, hey, what's going on with the mercury? And I'm like, "What? what's a mercury? <laughs> <I'm> like, oh. <laughs> so it it really is unfortunate that that's how, how it went down. I'm trying to figure out if... If if I can still get some of their their broadcast. but at least this random college baseball game is is going. On that note, Major League Baseball scoreboard: Rangers lead the Royals three to two. That game is in the bottom of the third, and Mariners Padres they're in the middle of the third, and it is zero zero. Rangers Royals is not televised today by either team. Padres uh, Mariners. I think San Diego TV is televising it. So I've yet to actually see a run cross the plate. That's that's that. But tomorrow Braves Red Sox right here on the key. 105 Eastern. I'll have the call and uh, looking forward to that as the season gets going. Full, full season. Uh, We'll be broadcasting over a hundred games this year. On uh, Braves Country uh, HD, so looking forward to that. And we got a couple of guys; that they're they're going to try to uh, join in from time to time. But if you haven't heard, it's essentially it's a it's a radio style broadcast. We we do have the scoreboard on on a uh, HD, so you can keep up with that. But it's a radio style broadcast from the fans or for the fans by the fans. And college basketball, though. It's heating up. Before we get into that, real quick, did you check out any of the XFL so far?
3: I didn't watch any of the games front to back, but I kept an eye on a couple of them. Um, I saw some highlights from mostly. Uh, it's pretty interesting. I hope the league can stay afloat. It is
2: FAMU and Southern University, and I'm trying to figure out if this game is live. That's that's my other question. <laughs> is, is, well, yeah. Is this just a like a pirate feed that has just been left up and no one's paying it? Cause I don't see it anywhere on the scoreboard. So that's the problem. <laughs> I'm starting to wonder if this game is live or, if, or if it's, as they used to say, Memorex. Uh, yeah. I, I'm starting to think this game isn't live. <laughs> it also looks like the sun is like barely creaking across. So I'm thinking this has take place early in the morning on like a Sunday or something. Anyways. Um, I I try. I gave it the college try to watch the XFL. It just bored me to tears. Mm-hmm. It was first of all, it's bad football. Yeah. The ge- the geography of it. I there's no reason for me to pay attention to it. Right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There they don't have a team in Atlanta. They don't have a team in Nashville. They don't have a team in Jacksonville. They do have one in Orlando, but they mm-hmm. Paxton Lynch played quarterback for them. He was so bad, he got benched. He got benched in the first game <laughs> of an XFL game. And as bad as the XFL has been, you know how bad you have to play to get benched. I mean, come on. to play
3: bad. Yeah. I, I know Tampa used to have a team and that was my, uh, my XFL team in the first, or the, I guess the second go at it. Um, but then they shipped them off to Vegas, so now they're out there.
2: Yeah, Tampa has a team in the USFL, or, or at least mm-hmm. they did. Unless I, they, they, I, they, I haven't even checked to see what the what the USFL teams
3: will be. I actually I think, don't think the Tampa has a team anymore. They do have a team in Memphis now, though, in the USFL.
2: So Tampa's team was lost?
3: Yeah, it, I think they were the Bandits, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. and I think oh, they wow. uh, shut them down for at least this year.
2: All right, so there's another reason for me not to watch them. Yeah. Okay, so there's eight teams. New Jersey, Michigan, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Birmingham, New Orleans, Memphis, and Houston, I think is what I see.
3: Yeah.
2: Going April 15th. Now, Memphis used to always be called the show. Oh, okay, they are still the show. They are, yeah. They're... uh, their logo is much different than it used to be. I mean, much different. I don't recognize that the the
3: Showboats.
2: You see that back there?
3: I can't quite from here. What is
2: it? To it but the whole thing's probably
3: gonna crash. <laughs>
2: uh, that is the Memphis Showboats. Oh. Original helmet.
3: Way different now. That's what I'm
2: looking at over here. The rest of the helmets look pretty close to what it was.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So I don't know what I'm looking at here at Memphis.
3: Yeah, new helmet, new
2: logo. I mean, I swear it almost looks like a basketball logo. But, little known fact well, those of us who, who, who grew up watching it, do you have any idea who the probably the biggest name might've been the biggest name in the USFL, but the biggest name for the Memphis showboats was
3: Mm, no.
2: Now realize they were all regional, which Mm -hmm. is it was one of the reasons why it was a, uh, it was very popular league back in the early eighties because you got first dibs in your region. Now you didn't have to sign everybody from Middle Tennessee or the Vols or whatnot, but you got first dibs if you're the Memphis mm-hmm. Showboats. And I th- I thought they should have done done that same thing. I don't think they did that again. Which is probably look the Bandits probably would have had a <laughs> had a uh, a following if you made sure mm-hmm. that it was all, you know Knowles Gators and Canes on the team, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, you'd have a lot of. The biggest thing that
2: I remember for the Memphis showboats off the top of my head, it was uh the great Reggie White started his uh, career. for Really? Yeah. Wow. That's big. Well, the, That's big. the Houston Gamblers, who's, who have a team, that would mm-hmm. be uh, Jim Kelly, was the okay. quarterback. Huh. New Orleans Breakers, they were also the Portland Breakers. They had an f- infamous guy. I wouldn't call him famous because he, injury cut his sh- career short. But Marcus Dupree of the Oakland, excuse me, of the o- Oklahoma Sooners played there. Birmingham Stallions. I can't remember the name. They had a quarterback. I think he played for Alabama, but he wasn't great. But he was great in the in the USFL. Pittsburgh Maulers. They had a. Um, really good running back. I'd have to look his name up, but he ended up playing down here in Jacksonville. Eventually, um, Philadelphia had a Bryant, Kevin Bryant that ended up playing for the, uh, the Eagles, but the generals, I know you would know these three names for the New Jersey generals, Herschel Walker, Mm -hmm. Doug Flutie, Mm -hmm. and their owner was Donald Trump. (laughs) <laughs> so that, oh my was goodness. Like, that was like a hollywood type team for, for yeah the
3: absolutely
2: michigan had uh this might be before your time but had a uh, bobby Hebert. he got his start mm. there before he he went to the uh, new orleans saints okay the, the what what made the usfl great at the time they competed with the nfl via money mm. this is when like million dollar contracts were like a new thing to the nfl and the USFL was out there putting the money. Steve Young played for the Los Angeles Express. Seriously? They outbid wow. everyone, and he decided to go there because he didn't want to go to Tampa Bay.
3: <laughs>
2: Tampa Bay uh, Understandable. Bucks. Understandable. Doug Williams, the great Doug Williams, the first mm-hmm. black quarterback to ever play in the in the Super Bowl. He played for the, oh, what was it called? The something outlaws. Oklahoma outlaws, I think. Um, yeah, two seasons. I'm telling you right now, for two seasons, one of the most storied leagues in the history of 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 uh, American sports, and it's why I've got every single one of their helmets or I, I collected them over the years, and I still think back on them like, man, I'm such a <laughs> I good. I, I was so you don't understand how depressed I was <laughs> as a young kid when they canceled the USFL. Oh. Especially was, with
3: all those star players, I can't even
2: imagine. Oh, my, there were so many, so many of them ended up playing in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jacksonville had uh, the great Gary Clark that ended up playing wide receiver for the Redskins, part of their Super Bowl runs, and they uh, what do they call them the Fun Bunch. Um, man, I mean, there was there were so many great players. I I would do it a disservice if I tried to name them all, but they, but and I'm just mentioning the logos that I can think of. There are so many logos that aren't in front of me because I have eight, and one in my mind is Jacksonville and Tampa Bay. Hell, the head coach for the Tampa Bay Bandits was Steve Spurrier. You ever heard of him?
3: Oh, have I? Yeah. man.
2: Their quarterback was John Reeves, who was at the time maybe 10 years removed from the Florida Gators and had broke the NCAA passing record in the famous what they called the Florida flop. Florida was playing Miami Hurricanes in a game and to make sure that he got the passing record the Gators laid down on the field to let the Hurricanes go into the end zone so Florida could get the ball back so that he could break the passing record. I think it was for <laughs> one game.
3: Hmm.
2: I mean this, this whole league was just littered with talent. Uh, I got too big for the British said, we're going we gonna to challenge the NFL. Y'all got a monopoly. <laughs> and the U.S. Supreme Court said they do have a monopoly. But it's because everyone chooses for that to be a monopoly. So you <laughs> win, and here's your dollar. Or maybe it was $3. It was something. I know it was below $5 they gave him. It was a slap <laughs> in the
3: face, and everyone just looked, goes, oh, man. <laughs> something interesting about the USFL. Uh, you know Malik Cunningham, right? The Louisville quarterback? Yeah he was picked. Uh, I think Martinez from Kansas State was also picked in the USFL draft. Um, So I wonder, you know, if it'll be kind of similar, I guess, where guys will play there and then try and, I guess, make their way up to the NFL because Cunningham would probably get drafted in this year's draft anyways.
2: USFL and XFL should have combined forces. They should have used the USFL brand. They should have combined forces, put their Mm. money together and not they're never going to be able to compete with these ridiculous salaries like we're talking about, but they could have yeah. put together a good product instead of there's four leagues right now that this spring we got to take yeah. a quick break. When we come back, Tones is going to join us. We're going to do the cool games and then we'll get into that college basketball that I was referring to. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country. You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, the key in Noonan, Georgia. Armchair.
1: Sports Radio. You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Radio, number one sports station. Good afternoon,
2: and this is your Armchair Quarterbacks Sports Flash. Friday night has several teams from the Association in action. ESPN's doubleheader: Heat at Bucks at 7:30, and the Thunder are at the Suns at 10. While the hometown Hawks host the Cleveland Cavaliers, that game tips at 7.30. Knicks at the Wizards at 7, Nets at the Bulls at 8, Rockets at Warriors at 10, and the Kings are at the Clippers at 10.30. College basketball action has top 20 Xavier traveling to Seton Hall, both with winning records in the Big East. That game can be seen on FS1 at 7 Eastern. Other games tonight, Sienna's at Ryder, 7 o'clock on the plus. Should be a good one in New York as Fairfield heads to Niagara. That game is at 7 on the plus as well. Richmond is at VCU on the deuce at 7. Bellarmine at North Florida on the plus, 7 Eastern. While the JU Dolphins have been reeling, they host Eastern Kentucky, 7 o'clock on the plus. James Madison welcomes in Georgia State at 8. Wyoming at Colorado State at 9. Seattle U at Grand Canyon. That game is at 9 with Air Force at UNLV, 930 on CBS Sports Network. And if you're up late, Nevada travels to Fresno State at 11. For the first time all year, we've got Major League Baseball on the scoreboard. Both games starting at 305 Eastern, Rangers at Royals, Mariners at Padres. We'll keep you updated on the score right here on Braves Country. Keep it locked in on the key. Jesse Chavez is ready for spring training, and here are his thoughts on spring training and the new pitch clock.
3: It's all the same. I, I, I cherish every every time I, I get in that, either getting on a plane or I get in the car and drive to spring training. I, I think about what what I've, I've been able to do either last year or the few years that I've, however many years I've been playing up into that spring training. I, always, I never take it for granted. I always cherish I think it's going to be the throwers to the throwers the first more than the clock. I think guys are going to have with the clock. Guys are going to have to pay attention to what they're doing on a pitch-to-pitch basis, so that way they can speed up the shakes and not have as many, you know, shakes. Later, with, along with the clock later on in the game, I think it can be detrimental
1: because those are those are innings that that we need to, you know, be on the same page with. Those innings that that matter. I mean, every inning matters, but at the end of the ball game and playoff crunch time, trying to get
3: in, or you're in the playoffs, whatever. If you have a clock, like there's some it might need to be a couple shakes, and then you get to the step-off part with the time. That's going to, going to do a lot of harm's way. Guys are going to throw pitches that they're not going to want to throw.
2: Your Atlanta Braves take on the Boston Red Sox 105 Eastern Saturday afternoon. Braves Country HD will have the call play-by-play, inning-by-inning, pitch-by-pitch from Northport, Florida. Atlanta versus Boston, the first game of the spring. And that game can also be heard right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. And that's your armchair quarterback sports flash. Stay tuned for Braves country right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. The key in Noonan, Georgia, simulcasting on youtube.com at Braves country.
0: It's time to live, laugh, and create memories again with MSC Cruises. Join us on some of the world's most modern and innovative ships. Discover again at our new private island, Ocean Key MSC Marine Reserve, named best new cruise destination. Cruise the Caribbean and Bahamas from Miami or Port Canaveral. Book now with free balcony upgrades and flexible booking changes. Call your travel advisor or visit MSCCruises.com. Restrictions apply. MSC Cruises, a world of
1: discovery. Larry Bird's not walking through that door, fans. Kevin McHale's not walking through that door, and rather Parrish is not walking through that door. And if you expect them to walk through the door, they're going to be gray and old. What we are is young, exciting, hardworking, and going to improve. And as soon as they realize that those three guys are not coming through that door, the better this town will be for all of us. I wish we had $90 million under the salary cap. Wish we could buy the world. We can't.
2: Welcome back to Braves country. Mack McGinn, the armchair quarterbacks... Weekdays, three to five p.m. Drive time on WQEE. Welcome back. Tampa Tunes joins us. Tunes, how the hell are you this this afternoon, sir?
4: It's Friday. Always a good thing when you get to Friday in the world of work or in the world of whatever the heck you're doing. So happy to be here talking sports with the fellas. Crack them if you got them on this fine Friday. Is that, is that a Cubs hat? Yeah, it's like a Big League Chew edition Cubs hat. They came out with them last year. Remember the gum Big League Chew? They have like the different oh, yeah. designs and stuff. My girlfriend got it for me for uh, Christmas. So I'm like, eh, you know, I'll yeah. rock it. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's the uh, Sour Grape Edition or the Sour Apple Edition or something like that. What is the writing next to the logo? It is the Big League Chew. It, or no, it says um, Swinging Sour Apple, the flavor, and then this oh, side okay. the Big League Chew. I thought chew. it was like a,
2: a signature of someone that, it, you know, I, I knew it hadn't actually been signed because be, that, that's what you would have let off with. But I thought maybe it was like someone had – Someone for the Cubs had uh, endorsed it or whatever.
4: I, I'd hope so, but I'll take the big league chew for now.
2: If you could have one Cub sign that hat throughout time,
4: mm. who would it be? Throughout time, if I could have one Cub sign this hat, I'd probably go Fergie Jenkins. He, he's one of my favorite Cubs of all time. I, I know he was a little before my time, but the history of the Cubs. He was one of my favorites of all time if I could have someone modern day we'll say we'll go modern Cubs last World Series era type and I'd probably go oh that's so tough I'd probably go with John Lester
2: mine would be all time would be Ernie banks just because I love his famous you know let's play two everything I ever saw with Ernie banks he just seemed like he was always just a jovial guy
4: I actually got to meet him twice. that's pretty cool. It was after we won the little league championship, a bank was opening by my house. So they brought in who else than Ernie Banks to open the bank. And we all got to do a meet and greet with him. It was pretty cool. And then we met him at a Chili's uh, a little bit down the block.
2: If it was modern day, I I'd have to go with Mark Grace. He's from uh, Nashville. And he he was one of my favorite players growing up. And (laughs) Considering his post-playing career, the trouble he's been, I, th- I think he'd probably want to be, be the guy I'd want to go have a beer with after a ball game. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I'd want to make sure that, that we had an Uber driver set up, but you know, I, I think Mark Grayson would be, be kind of fun to hang out with. Um, <laughs> so, uh, broadcaster for Arizona and just could not stay out of trouble.
4: Yeah, I remember when he'd when the cart or when the Diamondbacks would play the Cubs, he'd come in our booth and talk a little bit. But yeah, Hart when you keep up with him move, it's like a Warren Sap type uh, you know, post playing career. All right, let's get into cool games.
2: And I'm gonna preface this with saying there will be no XFL games mentioned today. Cause if you think those are cool, by the way, who does anyone even know who won last night?
4: I do, because I threw some cheddar on that bread. I had the Battle Hawks plus four and a half, baby. Woo!
2: What, city, cool. is,
4: what city is the Battle
2: Hawks? St. 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 Louis.
4: St. Louis. Okay. And I actually like them because Anthony Beck, former – I don't like them, but since they stripped the Tampa team, Anthony Beck, former Buccaneers, their head coach. So, I, you know, I, I, I was rooting for them last night. So Tampa had an
2: XFL team and a USFL team this go around. They lost them both.
4: Yeah, because both yeah. leagues did that Spider-Man gift where they look at each other and they're like, oh, you got a team and you got a team. So we'll take ours away. Then they both took it away. And well, you know, now they have nothing besides the Bucks. And what's the deal with that? <laughs> honestly, the
2: XFL might've been better. Uh, <laughs> at least for 2023. Isn't there something – that I could have swore I saw something in the news where Tampa could get the team back next year in the USFL?
4: Yeah, they technically can, um, and they probably will because it was a throwback. The Bandits, they've been around a while. I don't really know why they stripped them this year in general. I think they're testing other cities and areas now that they're not playing in the bubble anymore, I believe. So I don't know. We'll see what the heck happens. I mean, I'm telling you right now who
2: who they need to go to is Jacksonville. The Bulls led the USFL in attendance both years that they played. The I league, think that'd
4: be a great one.
2: They led the league in attendance. And I know it's a little different now because now they have the Jaguars, but I think Jacksonville would, would if, the, but they'd have to call them the Bulls. You'd have to get the nostalgia. You got to get the old guys, the old heads going, oh, man, yeah. And if you have the nostalgia-type prices where you can go out there and watch a ball game, I would go watch a USFL game locally mm-hmm. if it wasn't much, if it was in reasons, right, 15 bucks or whatever to, to go to a, a, a semi-pro-type ball game. I would do that. Please don't put it in the middle of Saturday or Sunday afternoon with the sun's blazing in the middle of the Florida sun,
4: but do it. and to to allude what you're saying our armchair quarterback listener terry comments love the days of the bandits at the time it was the best football ticket in tampa so to what you were alluding to there was a point in time where the bandits were king
2: yeah yeah the bandits uh they had very good attendance too. jacksonville just had it i mean they had almost like a cult following it was crazy Mm. the bulls were just i mean I still, where is it at? That the big helmet there at the top that that holds my um, Atlanta Braves World Series beanie. That's a that's actually a life size replica. A life size. It's not even a replica. It's an actual USFL helmet. I got. I bid it on eBay years ago when everyone's like USFL. What the heck is that? And I got it fairly cheap. And I got it. And I thought it was going to be a replica. I really did. And open the thing up, about broke my hand because I gotta go open it up. And I'm thinking it's gonna be this plastic thing, and I am go, "What the?" And I, I could, I could put it on my head. I was like, "Holy cow!"
4: That that's cool. Yeah, when you pick, when you get a real helmet, it, it's crazy. I have a couple Buccaneers helmets, and uh, some of them hold weight to them. Oh, no, you,
2: you probably got some NFL. I mean, some Buccaneer jock straps. <laughs>
4: uh, the, the, the most the weirdest thing I own is probably a laundry bag. Oh, come on. <laughs> of a former player's, a, a nice little laundry bag. And, and one of the helmets came with the mouth guard on it still. So that was interesting. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, can, I can just see Tones chewing know. that thing walking around. <laughs> I, I, use it it as, I, I use it as my, uh, what do they call those at night when you put them in and they try and straighten Fire. <laughs> something like that
2: you're sitting there chewing on it giving cadences joey's like i'm trying to sleep. shut up
4: i i, I sent it to the jockey to use. so
2: <laughs> all right let's go ahead and get get into some cool games here in college uh basketball you know what we're, we're gonna start off so here's the thing i'm gonna rattle off some games to you don't tell me what your answer is yet but you're gonna get to vote on since this isn't football season i'm going to say we're going to keep it at two a piece okay we can't go crazy it's 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 football it's i mean it's basketball season it's not even the playoffs it's not even the you know the tournament so let's not go crazy here i don't have xfl involved i'm going to go ahead and tell you that one of the cool games is whether you want to hear it or not is Braves Red Sox tomorrow cuz when the Braves come back for spring training That is what is cool about the world, but I didn't put that in this. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that out. That's just gonna a given. That that the Braves first spring training game is a cool game. All right, here we go. Let me see if I can actually uh, see the the only game worth noting on Friday was Xavier and Seton Hall, Mm. and I'm sorry, but that's not gonna make the cut. Um, Maybe if you live in that area. You think it's cool, but um, if you do not live in that area, you would be wrong if you think that is a cool game. All right, here we go. Let me try and share this screen so everyone can play along. And the cool games for the weekend of February 24th. Let's begin. All right. Now you're going to see some games, but I'm not going to pick them all. I just have them on the on the actual thing on the uh, on the screen because you know, to edit that is just a, a Herculean task that I do not care for. <laughs> but that gives you an idea of who's of who's playing tomorrow. The first one that I'll mention, and then we'll go back to them. Saturday night, Fox, seven thirty. Indiana's at Purdue. It's a rematch. Remember, Purdue lost to Indiana recently. 2 p.m Eastern Arkansas at Alabama number two Alabama ESPN2 why are all? The... I've seen more games starting at two o'clock like they think we're gonna wrap up our, our Saturday afternoons watching college basketball mid-afternoon I don't know what <laughs> never used to be the case used to your better games were late afternoon on Saturday maybe you'd get a noon a, a cool tip you know around noon or two but there's so many of them nowadays mm-hmm Two o'clock, number eight, Texas at number eight, Baylor. That game's on ESPN. Six o'clock, ESPN, number six, Virginia at North Carolina, who desperately needs a W. 10 o'clock, number 15, St. Mary's at number 12, Gonzaga. Remember, that's a rematch where St. Mary's won the first one on their home floor, few weeks ago, went to overtime. Gonzaga blew a big lead. So there's the rematch there. And then I grabbed a couple of NBA games. There's not much to speak of, uh, on the college basketball front on Sunday, <clears throat> but there's one very good college basketball game. I mean, excuse me, uh, NBA game on Saturday night, Celtics at 76ers, eight, eight 30 on ABC. You do have the three XFL games, but I couldn't even begin to tell you who's playing in any of them, so we're skipping that. And Suns at the Bucks, ABC 1 o'clock on Sunday. And that is the the list, the list that I'll give you, okay? All right, so you get two games that you can say, They're cool. They're worth me watching. I'm going to watch them top to finish. I'm not just going to, you know, XFL it. I mean, that's going to become a verb. I might, I might, I might just XFL this game, (laughs) meaning that uh, I'll uh, flip back and forth. And if it's close at the end, all right. Tones, give me your first cool game of all the ones mentioned.
4: I'm going to go with Suns-Bucks on Sunday. Uh, Something about NBA tip-offs on Sunday when it's not baseball season yet, but football season's over, so your Sundays need a little bit of filling. And to me, the Suns making a lot of moves at the deadline, obviously getting Kevin Durant, and the Bucks looking to – keep up and at it with Giannis. I think that's an incredible game with some of the best talent in the NBA today. And on a Sunday, you know, you're probably relaxing. If you're in this area, still a little chilly, not a lot of sports on. That might be one to catch your eye. I think that's a cool game.
2: It's interesting, too, because, yeah, I know the Suns made the big trade and blah, 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 blah. They've only got like 23 games to straighten this out and figure out
3: where where Kevin Durant fits. Mm
4: -hmm. Very well true. Very well said as well. Bobby, what's your first cool game?
3: My first cool game is Celtics Sixers. Um, you got two of the best teams in the East going at it. Uh, you got Sixers team who's coming off a big win against the uh, Grizzlies, I believe. Um, and so, sorry, the Celtics—they're one of the best teams in basketball right now. That should be a good matchup. Uh, a lot of stars in that one. I look forward to it.
2: My first cool game—I've got to watch Indiana Purdue. Seven thirty, Fox, Saturday night. To me, that is a—that is a. a a must watch game and it means I'll probably miss Sixers, uh, Celtics, even though I'm a Celtics fan for quite a bit of the game. It, it actually works out perfect. Cause at the end of this game, I can just flip over and see what's going on, on on the Celtics game, right? This is assuming everybody plays the not too long ago on a Saturday night, big night game, you know, big game of the week or whatever. The matchup—I can't remember who it was. It was Golden State and somebody, and like absolutely nobody played in the game. I think it was Golden State Lakers, and it was and it was just, it was abysmal. So this is assuming everybody plays. I might flip over to Seventy Six or Celtics, but I can't I can't put it on my cool game if, if if I'm watching a cool game at the time. You can't have them at the same time. All right, Tones, what's your last cool game of the weekend?
4: It's not because of the time it's being played, but it's because of the matchup. Interstate, college rivalry, Texas-Baylor, 2 o'clock tomorrow, uh, two of the better teams in the nation, two of the country's top nine teams, to be exact. These teams are vying. It's that time of year where you're vying for your spot in March Madness. We know both these teams will make it, but those top four seeds are so crucial. We'll see if one of these teams can make a push for a two-seed, an outside chance at a one-seed if they run their own tournament but texas and baylor big time matchup within the state of texas man i think that's going to be really fun and whoever wins has a not only a good chance at a two seed but an outside chance at a one seed in the ncaa tournament this year
2: bobby what say you on your cool game
3: i'm in the same direction as tones here i had that one as well i got texas and baylor a top 10 matchup of big 12 teams like tone said has huge implications with the seeding in the tournament Um, and it comes right before the 76 of Celtics game. So you can watch one little couple hours in between and then watch some NBA action. Uh, so those are my two cool games. My
2: last cool game is the, was it two o'clock? Is it two o'clock, uh, on ESPN two Arkansas, Alabama, a little bit has to do with the matchup. A lot of it has to do with the fact is Brandon Miller going to be on the floor again. I mean, this is getting ridiculous. And not only did he play the other night, he scores 41 points in the game winning shot.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And considering all the things that other guys have been suspended for and kicked off teams for Brandon Miller, bare minimum should have had to step away from, from the team for a week or so. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in it's back at Alabama. I'm going to be curious to see what the, what the uh, look you, you you expect the opposing fans to not be very receptive toward his employment, but I'll be interested to see what the Alabama fans think, or you know, do they have a conscience or is it all about just, we're trying to win a championship. It's a, it's a bad look for the sec. It's a bad look for college basketball. And I'm a little surprised that ESPN hasn't put in a little more heat on this. Because it is, it is their network, and they're usually the you know the virtue signalers that are out there telling you, oh, you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that. But somehow, you know, there's been very little said about this. And when they do talk about it, I notice on all their shows, they just kind of dust over it. They don't really dive into it. And a lot le- There are things that have nothing to do with the world of sports that they have dove into and told people, oh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Anyways, Bobby, what is, what is your lock and
3: walk? My lock of the week. I got Suns minus six and a half versus the Thunder. Uh, I know KD is still not back for the Suns yet. He's still nursing that knee injury. Uh, but they're the five seed right now, and you mentioned it earlier. They've got to start winning some games for playoff seeding. Because um, I know they don't. They want to have some uh, home court advantage for at least the first series. Um, so they got to start winning games. And, um, yeah, Shea Gildas alexander versus Booker, that should be a great matchup. I look forward to it. But I got the Suns covering here, six and a half. What's your walk-off? My walk-off is enjoy the weekend of sports, enjoy some of the great college basketball matchups, and then NBA. You've got some good ones, uh, especially in the East. You've got Sixers-Celtics, like I mentioned earlier. So enjoy the great weekend of sports. All right, brother, we'll see you next Friday. Uh, enjoy sure. the
2: weekend. And, Thank uh, you.
3: I'm, are you a Gator basketball fan? I keep up with them. I'm not a huge – I'm not a big college basketball guy, but uh, you know, if Florida got good, then I'd, I'd pay attention to them a little bit more probably. Call me a bandwagon if you want. This is this would be a
2: good time for you to jump on the Phoenix Suns bandwagon and say, no, dude. <laughs> I can't do
3: that. I've, I can't do I've, that. I've
2: always, I've always been an Arizona guy. What are you all talking about? <laughs> I'm from Arizona, actually. I didn't tell you that. Who Who is your NBA team? Uh, Portland Trailblazers right here. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. As you, as you famously have said many times, that that's unfortunate. All right, we will we, we'll be back in a flash when we come back. Tones and I are going to talk on some college basketball lines. Some there's a, there's a handful of lines I really like, and a couple of them are tonight. We'll be back in a flash here on Braves Country and Braves Country HD. We're also going to talk a little spring training baseball, baby. Keep it locked in here on the key. This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 105 p.m. Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, inning-by-inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 105 Eastern, on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country.
0: Are you looking for a reliable dental practice that not only cares about your teeth, but is friendly to work with? How about one that offers great deals and new patient promotions? Well, your search is over. Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton, Georgia is committed to giving you the biggest and brightest smile. Right now, get a $99 new patient special, including x-rays and exam. Maybe you're looking for veneers. Most Valuable Smiles veneer special includes one free veneer with every five purchased or get that bright white smile you've always wanted by taking advantage of an exclusive $100 off zoom whitening treatment when you book today. And don't forget that 2022 is almost over. That means most Insurance policies will reset by the new year, and to avoid losing that extra money, you need to use it or lose it. Book an appointment today with Most Valuable Smiles in downtown Eatonton to lock in these exclusive deals. Call 706 623 0318 or visit MostValuableSmiles.com.
2: Hey sports fans, the key has a brand new show. Braves country is coming your way weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern drive time on WQEE. Braves country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the armchair quarterbacks. We'll be talking the Atlanta Braves and Major League Baseball along with everything important to sports fans in Braves country, the SEC, ACC, Big Ten and the National Football League and the big sports news of the day. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. right here on WQEE, The Key, 99.1 FM, and simulcasting on YouTube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Are
1: you going to sit down? Shoot, no, 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 no. I'm going to... I'm going to let you guys do what you guys got to do. Don't worry about me. I'm just going to go home,
4: make a little macaroni and cheese, seal the window, and turn out the gas. Are you
0: listening?
2: TGI Friday, by God, let's go. Baseball is all around us. Real quick on your scoreboard update, Seattle leads the Padres 3-0. That game is in the bottom of the fifth inning. And as you can imagine, they're starting to dump out the starters. But one thing I've noticed this this year already, Tones, in, in spring training, is that there's been a lot of young kids... That are in the top 100 MLB pipeline that have been invited to spring training. You don't always get that. The other score: Royals lead the Rangers four to three. That game is heading to the bottom of five.
4: Hmm, it's that time of year. My pops and parents are actually heading out to Arizona later this week to catch some Chicago Cubs spring training games. So it's that time of year, and uh, yeah, we got the young kid Pete Crow Armstrong making an impression out there. So we'll see him out there or they'll see him out there next week. The young gun
2: Braves Red Sox, one Oh five Eastern tomorrow. We'll have the call right here on the key and Braves country HD, wherever you stream. And we just released the schedule for this year. About a hundred games is essentially what we're doing about four a week. And I actually haven't counted it up. I guess I should count them up, but, um, We're, we're doing a game a week until we get to the regular season. So we're doing one today, or excuse me, tomorrow, one Oh five Eastern. We've got the Tuesday night game, six o'clock, uh, versus the Red Sox, I believe. And they they just happen to be on, on TV a lot versus the Red Sox in the early going on St. Patty's day, one Oh five Eastern, We'll have, we'll have the call versus Boston, and that is the 17th, and I don't have in front of me what we do. Oh, it's it's the Mets the following week. I think that's the 23rd, and I believe that's a day game. And then the, the next week is opening day, the 30th, 105 Eastern, Washington Nationals, and you'll be able to hear that on the key as, long, as well as Braves Country HD wherever you stream. And speaking of ball games that are going to be going on here, uh, let me get this. Here we go. River Dragons hockey tonight, 730, the puck drops versus the Seawolves and the Air Force heating and air pregame show. I'm sorry. The Air Force heating air pregame show is at 730 tonight. The puck is dropping at 805 Eastern. Apologize for that. I'm used to the. River Dragons starting at uh, seven thirty, but puck drops at eight oh five. Pre-game show, Air Force Heating and Air at seven thirty. and catch all the action right here on the key. All right, we're going to get into college basketball here in a second because there's a lot to get into in the world of college basketball. Big big weekend, but I, I did want to touch a little bit of on spring training and some of the storylines folks are going to be focusing on. Obviously for the Braves, one one of the biggest storylines is Soroka and his development coming back. He's already been banged up with a hamstring injury. They are expecting him to just be day to day, but you got a lot of guys that are already on the injury list. Kyle Wright, Jordan Luplo, Soroka, and Ozzie Albies. And you don't necessarily love that if you're a Braves fan, but it is the beginning of the season, and you have to realize that uh they're they're very cautious with with getting these guys going because last thing you want to do is force it and then they get out there and then it prolongs them even more and they end up not playing. Um, right it's a shoulder discomfort and we're talking about how Friday's bullpen goes today, we'll, 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 uh, kind of decide when, from my understanding, they're expecting Kyle Wright to miss a little bit of time, but he should be back in time for the opening series or, or at least the opening four or five games for the Atlanta Braves in, in, uh, April mm. Albies. Sore, sore, sore shoulder, excuse me. He'll be limited to DH spot for the first week for the Braves. And then they're going to kind of go from there. Luplo's day to day. I haven't gotten a big breakdown on him. So I really don't want to touch on that much, but, um, Sirocco was a hamstring and I know Braves fans. We're kind of at the point where we're like, my word, it's always something with this guy. And though it's a minor hamstring issue. I mean, this guy is has uh, missed so much time over the last several years. I'm looking at him, honestly, as a Braves fan and a guy who who does game in and game out every day. Whatever we get out of him is going to be a bonus. I'm looking at him as the number five pitcher-ish, meaning I think someone hit, hit the nail on the head the other day. I don't remember where I saw, but on social media, they were putting the over-under on starts by Soroka this year at 13 and a half. I expect it to be a little higher. If I was actually putting the number, I'd probably say 17 and a half, 16 and a half, but I don't know if, if, if I would bet much higher. Hmm.
4: I agree with that.
2: And of course, for folks who probably might be a little out of it, um, with the season just going, Tyler Matzik is done for the season. Elbow surgery that happened last year. So they, they expect him. To be ready next year, but highly unlikely he throws this year. And Waskeri Noah, once again, um, is being monitored. He's not necessarily on the on the injury list, but he is being monitored. That's mm. according, according to uh, the uh, Braves report. What do you got going on as far as what you're looking at for spring training? Because I because I, I'm focusing on the Braves, but also Degrom's already hurt.
4: Oh. And how long did they uh, label or d- d- list any extent of the Degrom injury yet to this point?
2: <laughs> so, if you you mean what's real or, or what's being reported? <laughs> they're they're calling him day to day, but I'm telling you right now, from following Degrom's career, he's 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 month to month. He's got he he had a side bullpen session Thursday yesterday. Mm. consists of 20 fastballs, low intensity, which means that's basically just a toss, right?
4: Right, right.
2: And that's all that was reported. They didn't say if there was any soreness or whatnot. It's his oblique. He's had this before. He's too skinny (laughs) to have his oblique constantly hurting.
4: This is one of those games of what else is new with the Sadly, one of the greatest talents of our era, one of the best – Pitches of our era, not, you know, maybe one of the best pitchers of our era as well, but the dude can't stay healthy and that's going to forever hinder him. When I'm looking around spring training outside the Cubs, I'm intrigued at what the Tampa Bay Rays can do in the AL East this year. They got pitching and they signed more pitching, so they added on to their already viable pitching rotation, their already viable bullpen. But they didn't add any bats to a lineup that has some young talent. Uh, but they get hurt a good amount. To me, the fact that the Rays didn't add any bats—that'll be very interesting to watch. I, I was excited that they added Zach Eflin and uh, you know pad the back end of their rotation. But man, the fact of the matter is, if Zach Eflin is one of your top quote-unquote free agent signings and turn on money all time eh, that's probably not the best thing. The rotation stack, they got McClanahan, they got now, they got Springs, they got Rasmussen, they got Eflin. But over the course of spring training, could they develop any young bats? I know they had a couple big prospects last year, Jonathan Aranda and Josh Lowe, that they hope to make the next step at the level Vidal Bruhan as well. None of those guys really panned out. So the Rays, although they look good pitching-wise on paper and they got some good young offensive talent, I'm wondering if the Jonathan Arandas of the world, the Vidal Bruhans of the world, could take the spring, develop their sticks, and potentially make the Rays into a legit contender and not just one of those teams that, yeah, they're going to provide fun, but you know their bats are going to hit the wall eventually. They need some more firepower there. And yes, signing Ben Gamble I, yesterday I ain't going to do
2: it. I obviously follow him quite a bit. The thing about the Rays is, first of all, that's just not their mo. They don't spend money on bats. But the other thing is, they're they're expecting some guys to bounce back this year that had bad years. Like like for instance, Brandon Lowe. They're expecting mm-hmm. a much better year. Wander Franco couldn't stay healthy last year. They're they're expecting big things from that. And Manny Margot is is another guy. And I think they would like to see, not that he's played poorly, but Randy Orozarena needs to take that next step. He does. And so the thing about the Rays, their philosophy, because of their salary constraints, they're going to try to almost, I guess they're really the first ones to do it, but I always think of the San Fran giants from, last, from two years ago that, that, that did it the best. They're they're going to try to play that platoon ball. They're going to try to get the best matchups and go from there.
4: Yeah, and I I, I totally get it. I understand that, and I, I'm a fan of what the Rays always do. But to me, you could have pivoted on the Eflin sign and then used it towards a veteran bat. Now, Eflin is a great fifth starter. But at the same token, they had a couple good young arms that could have groomed into their fifth starter. But as you alluded to, it's just not the Rays thing. I understand that. We'll see where it goes. They struck out on guys like Juan Soto and Freddie Freeman in years past. So, you know, <laughs> but they were never really. I
2: mean, the, the thing is, when they say they're in on Freddie Freeman, what did they offer? Like, I would like to know what the legitimate offer for Freddie Freeman was. Cause if it was anything close to what the Dodgers gave, I bet you Freddie would have taken it.
4: Right. I agree with they're that. Because about
2: being able to stay, not only be able to stay down south, but you're talking about be able to go to a state that, that had, had no, uh, Tax. Mm.
4: Hmm. Exactly well, I, correct. I
2: when I see these reports and they say, oh, the Rays are in on this and the Rays are in on that, I'm like, yeah, okay,
4: yeah, well, okay. Yeah. And the thing is, the the Rays did one of two things, right? They either offered him a same length contract but for a lot less money, or they offered him a lot shorter of a contract for similar money. So it was probably a no brainer in terms of money for Freeman, but you did see him last year and look around a little bit and say, man, maybe I should have stayed in Atlanta. So the
2: the rays are as serious about free agency, big signings as when you see the Miami hurricanes up there with a big time recruit, but it's April. Right. And you're Mm like, wait till December hits (laughs) and it all falls apart.
4: You know, And we do have a question on our YouTube feed from Robert. He says, most overrated team and underrated team this MLB season.
2: Yes. So we did the surprise teams last, uh, yesterday. And then, and then I gave some, some, some overrated teams, the team that I'm going to go with that I think is going to be most overrated for this year, just because their win total on Pakoda standings is 96 right now. Mm. And, And that's the New York Mets. I don't think they got any better. Now, I don't know if they're the most overrated, but they're definitely up there. they're not going to get to the 96. They didn't get better. I can make the argument that they actually got worse at most. They, it was a standstill because they brought everyone back and they traded out Jacob DeGron for Verlander. So you got, you traded out a guy who's, who's often who, who's hurt pretty often, but probably has the best stuff in baseball. And what you got in return was a 40-year-old who faded down the stretch last year.
4: Mm. I agree with that. It's going to be hard. I mean, the Mets, they could win 90 games. Sure, that's hard enough. But 96, that's going to be tough in that daunting of a division. The Marlins aren't even that bad of a team. Really, you only got the Nationals as the one team that you look forward to playing in that division. So I, I can see where you're coming from. If I had to choose an overrated team, me personally, uh, I know that the division they're in, that's all great and whatnot, but I really can't see, I don't think the Red Sox are an 81-win team, like Pakoda says, 500 ball in that division. I know 81 wins isn't great, but when you got the Orioles, the Rays, the Blue Jays, and the Yankees in your division, and to me, uh, the Red Sox didn't do many great things this offseason. I see 81 is, um, you know, fortunate outcome for the Red Sox.
2: To that point, I think the team that's going to exceed the most on the win line, according to the Dakota standings, is going to be the Baltimore Orioles. They have 73.6 is what it says today. I think yesterday it was 74. So for some reason, it dropped 0.4. Hmm. Baltimore is going to win more than 74 games. Oh, yeah. They had a good team last year.
4: A very good team. Yeah. And if if I I was looking at Baltimore myself, if I had to pivot and pick a different one outside of Baltimore to perhaps overachieve in the win column, just purely talking about wins, I'd go ahead and um, I'd go with the Mariners. You know, they're projected 82 wins right now. I don't think the Angels are going to get to where they say they are. They got them projected around 87 wins. I think the Mariners, given their depth chart, given their season last year, and given they'll be a little more veteran this year, I like the Mariners to exceed that half win total. I think that's a little low for them. I know uh, their rotation seems really strong to me this year, led by Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, and the likes of that. And to me, their offense is pretty dang good as well. Um, obviously riding on the youngins like Julio Rodriguez and Jared Lenick, but they also added Teoscar Hernandez, AJ Pollock, Colton Wong. So to me, uh, 81 and a half wins is a little low for them.
2: The, the other team there that I would say it would be uh, San Francisco. So their win total in 2021 was 107 wins. They're, Win total projected this year is eighty one. Last year, I believe it was projected like mid eighties. They didn't quite get there. I believe San Francisco is going to be a little better than. And I'll tell you what. A couple of teams that are going to struggle to hit that number. When you look at the Dodgers at ninety six wins, and though they play in a very weak division, you're not playing nineteen teams anymore. You're or nineteen times anymore. You're playing everyone twelve. The other team that I think is projected way too high is you go to the AL West tones and look at that number for the Los Angeles angels, 86 wins. Yes. How are they going to end up in second place? 86 wins in front of Seattle and in front of Texas for that matter.
4: Yeah. I noticed that one myself. That's very ridiculous number. I mean, every year they're projected to do great. I love Otani and those guys, but to me, that is too high for the Angels. Probably the worst number, honestly, is the Angels. If I had to pick, it's not as bad as one, but it projects the Pirates still getting to 72 wins. I know that's not a lot, but when you look at their pitching rotation, I find it very hard to believe that the Pirates will string 72 wins together.
2: Yeah, unless unless McCutcheon's going to go out and hit 60 home runs. I don't want see that happening. we got to take a quick break. We'll be back in 90 seconds to... Finish up the week here on Braves Country as we are got the locks and college basketball lines on the way.
1: Well, Mom, if you already knew, then why didn't you tell Dad? Then <laughs> we wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> oh, my
2: God. Rosemary
0: had a better baby than me. I might audible. i audible. I'll use
1: Omaha! Omaha! Red Polly, Red Polly. Blue Poncho, Blue Poncho. Dilly, Dilly. Rambo, Rambo. Give me Kirstow here, Kirstow.
2: You're listening to the Armchair Quarterbacks. Stop, stop, Japan,
1: Richmond, New York, Richmond, Florida, Sally, Buffalo. Check, check, hey, short ox. Do the Raiders. It's hockey season, and that means new merch over at rdragonsmerch.com. Get the latest designs and some of our fun new souvenirs ahead of what's sure to be a great hockey season. Celebrate another season of River Dragons hockey by getting a new look to wear on game days. Or surprise the big-time sports fan in your life with a new keepsake that will make them a River Dragons fan for life. Order online right now at rdragonsmerch.com. That's the letter R, dragonsmerch.com. We'll see you at the rink
2: Back again, the armchair quarterbacks, weekdays, 3 to 5 p.m. Drive time on WQEE.
1: Welcome back. Are you all the
2: way to the top of the
1: hour? Sports member, will
2: take over. And remember, tonight, 8.05. The puck drops right here on ninety nine point one FM River Dragons versus the Sea Wolves seven thirty. The Air Force Heating and Air pregame show begins tomorrow one oh five Eastern right here on the key in Braves Country HD wherever you stream. Braves Red Sox will have the call and baseball season will officially start for everyone in Braves country. Looking forward to that. All right. Tones college basketball. We got some really interesting games coming up. Mm -hmm. I want to hit up some of the, uh, the, the spreads. Curious. Let's go ahead and get your lock. Before we go, go any further
4: my lock is actually going to be drumroll pleat the Chicago Bulls tonight they need to play a better brand of basketball this second half they're getting healthy tonight they got tomorrow Rosen back I'm taking their money line it's at minus 125 at this given time I think that's good value they're home they're getting healthier DeRozan's back Drogic should be back Uh, You know, their big guns are going to play Vooch in the game. A lot of pressure for this Bulls team that was really good a year ago. The Nets just cleared house as well. They got rid of Durant. They got rid of Irving. They have very little talent left. They still have a pretty decent record in terms of record, but I expect that to fall off soon. Give me the Bulls tonight at minus 125 on the money line.
2: All right, my lock of the night. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pick a game that you can see that you can get into. It's on FS1, Seton Hall versus Xavier. Mm. And let me double check the line. I know I usually pick the obscure ones, and I do have a couple ones that I do like that we'll get into in a second. Let me double check what this what the line is on this. Xavier is Seton Hall is getting one and a half. I like it even more. Give me Seton Hall plus one and a half. It's 105 on the money line if you want to go that direction. I think Seton Hall is going to be able to to keep uh, Xavier off the glass. They're at home, and should be a really good game. It's a matchup, a couple of Big East teams. Now, now Xavier's the ranked team, so people tend to bet the ranked team when they don't really know what's going on. But even though Xavier's twelve and five in the Big East, and Seton Hall's nine and eight, and you're one. Seton Hall's a pretty good good ball club, and they do play well at home. So give me the Pirates at home. Love it. Now there's another game that I like that comes on, on the early slate. Let me see if I can find the line. here. It is Fairfield is getting two and a half against Niagara. And I like Fairfield to go into Niagara. If you've watched any of these games, Niagara has very little home court advantage and Fairfield, pretty good team should be a good game tonight. I think that game, if you, if you want to see it, I think it's on the plus. I believe, mm-hmm. Yes, it, it is on the plus. These are two teams, eight and nine and nine and eight in, in a MAC play, but it's going to be a lower scoring ball game. If you're going to give me a bucket in a lower scoring ball game, this Fairfield team has been pl- playing much better of late. Um, I, I really like Fairfield in that game tonight.
4: Yeah, I, I like Fairfield. I was actually looking at a couple of those smaller games because Friday night does bring up college basketball. Real quickly, on top of Fairfield, I do like them as well. You alluded to that already. I, I like Lipscomb tonight against Stetson. Uh, Lipscomb's 8-12, and Stetson's 17-11. and Lipscomb's been playing really good basketball of late. They just beat Florida Gulf Coast on the road. They beat up on Jacksonville at home, so... Uh, I like Lipscomb tonight over Stetson on the road, and uh, Lipscomb is getting a couple of points, I believe, as well. Yes, they're plus one and a half as well. So I like Lipscomb on the road too in a little matchup against at Stetson.
2: I'll tell you another game I like too: Eastern Kentucky's a pick'em at Ju Jacksonville University. Eastern mm. Kentucky should get that game. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at all the all the, uh, I've got five big matchup numbers. East Eastern Kentucky is wins four of the five big matchup numbers. Mm. And JU has just been a disaster for the last month and a half. I I would take Eastern Kentucky in that game. That's a good We've got some uh, interesting games. And I think I'm going to have to go somewhere else to find that. So let me pull up elsewhere to find the. I'll go ahead and share the scoreboard itself for tomorrow. Um, but tomorrow, obviously, a full slate on Saturday as always is. And the, here we go. You got a lot of games tomorrow, obviously, on a Saturday. It's always a full slate. Yukon St. John's starts it off on CBS tomorrow. That should be a good game. And if we did our show in, in the New York city area, that would actually be a cool game mm-hmm. well, because we don't, I, I didn't feel like I should be putting Yukon versus St. John's there, but that is a, that is a good game and kind of an old school rivalry. I'm going to try to catch that one tomorrow. Uh, obviously I won't be able to get locked into the first half as the Braves game starts at 105 Eastern. We'll have it right here on the key, but other games tomorrow, Georgia is at home against Missouri. They got a chance to get a W there and man, they have been sliding Bulldogs 16 and 12, six and nine overall. Now the only way they're going to make to make it to the SEC, I mean to the NCAA tournament, would be to win the SEC. So that's off the table. But they need to get a win or two so that they can get to the NIT. Mm-hmm. And Missouri is a team that can get got. What else jumps out at you tomorrow?
4: I, I like one early tomorrow. It's a battle in the Big Ten: Iowa, Michigan State. That one caught my eye a little bit. It's been an up and down. Week of basketball for Michigan State and uh, I was looking to try and work their way up in the tournament a little bit as well. So, very good big 10 this year. I think Michigan State's getting three and a half on the road tomorrow. And that game it's is time is, on that game. The game is noon Eastern. Michigan State is on the road in Iowa, noon Eastern tomorrow. Then, one more I like, um, n- nighttime tomorrow night, St. Mary's Gonzaga. That's a beauty. Yeah. Gonzaga's minus four. And that one's at 10 Eastern PM.
2: Yeah, I I might be late tweeting during that game. Um, I am all in on that rivalry. I don't even know why, but I, I really like that rivalry. And depending on where the line is, I'm definitely going to have some some interest in it tomorrow night. I'm just going to wait to see where the line is before I jump the gun as far as who, who I'm actually going to pick there. If it's not a terrible line, I like Gonzaga to win that game, but they might be favored by way too much.
4: Yeah, right now I'm seeing it on a different sports book. Gonzaga's minus around four. It looks like right now. If it comes
2: down three, three and a half, something like that, I might take it. Um, four is a little. T- Those two just tend to play within about a possession of each other.
4: If you're a college basketball fan, you better buckle in tomorrow. Yeah,
2: we've only got two weekends left before the 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 the, uh, the Power Five tournaments, and next week Monday, conference tournaments play or uh, begin for some of the smaller tournaments. I saw that on. I can't remember if it's the A ten. Anyways, it's a, it's a couple of the smaller tournaments. One of them starts on Monday.
4: We're going to have some tournament play to talk and maybe not a lot of time to talk about it, but we'll have some tournament talk on Monday. I'm sure then.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to, uh, the tournaments, um, between, between that and major league baseball starting. I mean, it's betting season again, baby. Let's go.
4: Let's go. Yeah. We got our couple weeks to recoup after the super bowl. Now it's time where the pocket comes out again and uh yeah I, I actually made my first two bets yesterday and went 2 and 0 i had the battle hawks and i also had penn state so there we go
2: yeah i took that penn state on, on that uh on that uh on the parlay and that i'm glad i went back and doubled back on my uh on the uh to, to hedge the bet on the back end of that northern kentucky game cuz it was starting to get away and they made it just close enough where you didn't have to put a whole lot. In, and so I, I did make, make a, a headway on that.
4: Mm, there we go.
2: You know, I know some people that are just against hedging. I'm like, dude, the whole name of the game is to make money. What are you doing?
4: Mm-hmm. And if, you,
2: if, if you refuse to hedge, that tells me that you're just doing it for the, the rush
4: Right. Or, or you're betting way too small of an amount where it wouldn't matter.
2: Well, yeah, but even still, even comparatively, let's just say you're throwing five bucks on it and I'm trying to think of what the payback was on that one. I think it was plus 300-ish. I, I want to say it was plus 340 on the, because I took them both on the money line.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And so I just went back and went a plus 100 bet to hedge back Mm. so that I knew I was at least going to come out ahead by a hundred points. That's, that's worst case scenario, best case scenario, because, because I did throw another hundred points in there, then I'm going to at least make i was either going to double my money for the day or i was going to triple my money as opposed to quadruple my money all in right
4: mm-hmm.
2: and the ones that, oh yeah you could never really make money and those are the people that always lose those are the people that always lose because things don't go your way the ball bounces weird things happen the whole reason why you do parlays especially the especially the ones that i do I tend to grab one in the early and one in the late, so I can go back in, and and uh, hedge my bet.
4: Yeah, or you know, if you don't want to hedge, some sports books offer you to cash out early as well, where you win money.
2: Exactly. What is your walk off? We got a jam.
4: My walk-off real quick, NHL has been historical in the Eastern Conference this year. Keep your eye on it. The Bruins might not get ton losses. Just truly incredible. All right, we got to
2: run out of here. Stay tuned for Sports Map Radio. Of course, you've got River Dragons coming up tonight. Putt drops at 805. Tomorrow, 105 Eastern. Braves Red Sox right here on the key. And Braves Country HD, wherever you stream, find us on YouTube today.
0: Goodbye,
2: sweetheart. Bye. Well, Good
1: it's time, time to go. go. We'll back I tomorrow with another, another show. show. Well, unless we'll fire
0: we'll talk to you then.
2: Goodbye, sweetheart. Goodbye. Goodbye. Guys and gals, it's time to go. We'll see you
1: on the next show. Same back time, same back channel.
2: Thanks for listening to Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks on 99.1 FM WQEE The Key in Noonan, Georgia, and simulcasting on youtube.com forward slash at Braves Country. Braves Country comes your way weekdays 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Please follow, like, and subscribe today. Armchair Quarterback Radio, your first choice for Southern sports. Something
1: of the 5th of September. Something of the 5th of September. She said a lot that I can't remember. Something of the 5th. Can I get another cigarette, please? Can I get another
0: cigarette, please? Yeah, I know. I live through a it another
1: cigarette, please! Get another
2: cigarette, please! You're listening to WQEE 99.1 FM, The Key in Noonan, Georgia. This Saturday afternoon, February 25th, 105 p.m. Eastern, Braves Country Baseball is back. We'll have play-by-play, pitch-by-pitch, inning-by-inning of your Atlanta Braves. That's Braves Red Sox. This Saturday, 105 Eastern on Braves Country HD, youtube.com forward slash
1: at Braves Country.